When it took a comprehensive look at the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, the Health and Human Services Inspector General came up with, get this, 888 recommendations. And guess what? CDC resolved nearly all of them. But that's not the end of the story. Joining me with more, Assistant Regional Inspector General Greg Tamke. Mr. Tamke, good to have you on. Good morning, Tom. These 888 recommendations, was this the result of several IG sets of reports? Yes, the main areas that the recommendations fell in uh, were federal audits and non-federal single audits. There were 888 recommendations that actually came from 213 separate audit reports. Now, 15 of those reports were federal audit reports with 74 corresponding recommendations. 198 of the reports were non-federal audit reports, and they had 814 recommendations. Federal audits were audits conducted by the HHSOIG, by us. And they're designed to provide independent assessments of CDC programs and operations and to help promote economy and efficiency. Uh, the HHSOIG is the largest civilian office of inspector general in the federal government. And we're responsible for oversight of the HHS's more than $1 trillion portfolio of health and human service programs. Now, non-federal single audits or program-specific audits are required for non-federal entities, such as uh, like CDC contractors and grantees, that expend 750000 or more in federal awards in a year. Um, that threshold used to be 500000 prior to December 25th, I believe, of 2014. These non-federal single audits are conducted by independent auditors, that CPA firms. Now, these 888 recommendations, these were all in the financial area, or were they also some programmatic uh, situations? They were actually more in the uh, programmatic area than they were financial. And without going into all 888, much as we'd love to have you for the next nine hours, but <laughs> what kinds of things did they cover? Just give us a, you know, maybe a scatter diagram of where they might have fallen. Well, you know, our audit was a limited scope compliance review, so we really didn't differentiate between the types of recommendations in the report. But we are aware of those recommendations that were commonly reported. Um, in regards to the federal audits, the CDC program with the most recommendations for the period of our review involved CDC's PEPFAR program. Now, PEPFAR is the President's Emergency Plan for AIDS Relief. The PEPFAR program was established to combat HIV and AIDS in over 75 countries in uh, Africa, Asia, Central and South America, and the Caribbean. The PEPFAR audits, in fact, uh, were the first international audits ever conducted by the OIG. What we found there was that CDC did not always monitor and control the use of PEPFAR funds in accordance with the HHS and other federal requirements. So the recommendations uh, resulting from these reviews were mostly procedural in nature. Uh, some of the areas that we recommended improvement included, um, let's see, better documentation for allowable expenses, uh, accurately reporting cost on financial status reports, uh, submitting timely progress reports, and uh, only including the cost items related to the agreement that they could actually support. In regards to uh, non-federal audits, the CDC program with the most recommendations for the period of our review was the Immunization Cooperative Agreement Program. Now, the purpose of this program is to assist states and communities in establishing and maintaining preventative health service programs to immunize individuals against vaccine-preventable diseases. And, you know, the diseases we're talking about here are such as measles, you know, rubella, tetanus, hepatitis A and B, influenza, pneumonia, and, and others. 
So this is a very important program that is uh, vitally important to public health. CDC then funds local health delivery organizations to deliver immunization. Is that the basic architecture of the program? That's correct. That is correct. And so these audits Mm -hmm. were to make sure that CDC knew that the money was getting spent actually delivering immunizations in a way that is acceptable in a public health context? That's correct, yes. Their grantees and contractors are the ones that uh, are doing it. A lot of these programs are state, run state uh, by the states. Many of the recommendations also related in, in this area for the immunization uh, to monitoring and controls. Uh, for example, CDC requires that grantees uh, monitor all the active providers by performing a compliance site visit every other year to evaluate how they're doing in regards to safeguards and practices surrounding the use and storage of vaccines. Failure to adequately monitor the storage and handling of vaccines could result in not only the waste of the vaccine, but worse, the, potent, the potential administration of an ineffective vaccine. We're speaking with Greg Tampke, Assistant Regional Inspector General for the Health and Human Services Department. The gist of your report is that CDC complied with almost all of these recommendations, these 888 recommendations. So it sounds like you had pretty much good agreement from CDC that they had to fix these things, correct? That would be correct, yes. And so your main issue is not that they didn't correct them, but it took them too long. That's correct, yes, yes. CDC is responsible for resolving federal and non-federal audit report recommendations related to its uh, activities, grantees, and its contractors within six months after formal receipt of the audit reports. Resolved here means that CDC has made a management decision on the recommendations. So in this context, the term management decision refers to the evaluation of the audit findings and development of a corrective action plan and the issuance of a written decision as to what actions are needed. CDC's management then uses an OIG clearance document to report to us, the OIG, the management decision and the actions taken on recommendations. Now, resolve for this purpose does not mean that all corrective action has been taken, but it does mean that a management decision regarding the recommendation has been made by CDC. And the misunderstanding of the term resolved is likely what led to CDC's untimely resolution of audit recommendations. Um, They told us that they interpreted the term resolved differently from our definition, which resulted in miscommunication with us and the untimely submission of clearance documents to us. They told us that it regarded uh, a recommendation as resolved when the related corrective action was actually done, completed. So once the required corrective action was complete, uh, CDC would submit the clearance document to the OIG to close the recommendation. In contrast to uh, how we define it, uh, our requirement is that a recommendation be resolved with the issuance of a management decision and the submission of a clearance document to us within the required six-month period, regardless of whether any corrective action had been taken. I think as a result of our review, though, CDC now has a better understanding of the federal requirements, and it has also improved its process and, and operating procedures to submit clearance documents to us within six months of the final report. Yeah, so in a way, the fact that they were waiting for the action to be taken worked against them in terms of the appearance of compliance, as you define it. You're exactly right. You're exactly right. And I think uh, we talk about some of the results, um, we can see how that really came into play. Well, like when you recommended that they make sure that they take the requisite trips to inspect facilities that they're granting, that could conceivably require the hiring of staff or the letting of additional contracts, something that you can't resolve often in six months in a federal context. That's correct. That's correct. There's often delays 
that take place. And perhaps they would disagree with us on a recommendation, which sometimes happens, and that also would result in taking a little longer to resolve. Do we have a sense of the material losses versus just the managerial corrections? We're really not talking about a lot of money here. It's more of controls and, and safety issues. Again, we found that they did not always resolve the audit recommendations in a timely manner during the period of our review, and we were looking at fiscal years 15 and 16. You know, what we found is that they resolved 855 of the 888 audit recommendations that were outstanding during this period, and that's about 96%. That's pretty good, but, and there's always a but, only 28 recommendations were resolved within the required six-month resolution period, and that's only about 3%. 97% of them exceeded the required six-month resolution period. Additionally, as of the end of our audit period, which was September 30th, 2016, CDC had not resolved 33 of those audit recommendations and that were past due for resolution. And some of those past due recommendations um, had associated dollar amounts that totaled about 141000 Others were uh, procedural in nature and involved policies and procedures and internal controls. Now, we, we conducted the same review back in 2010, uh, and it covered the period fiscal years 2007 through 2009. So we compared the current review results to the prior review. And what we found was that at the end of that audit period, which was uh, September 30th of 2009, CDC had not resolved 213 audit recommendations that were past due for resolution, and those recommendations totaled about $250 million. So between the period covered by our previous review and the period covered by our current review, CDC uh, significantly reduced both the total number and the associated dollar amounts of unresolved audit recommendations that uh, had been past due for resolution. Yeah, so in other words, you the first time around, you got all the big game. Now we're going after the small fry. Well, you know, the, the fact that it wasn't money is um, it, the procedures and policies can potentially be just as important when we're talking about controls over vaccines, for example. Greg Tamke is Assistant Regional Inspector General at the Health and Human Services Department. Thanks so much for joining me. Thank you, Tom.